Continuing along with our theme of New Year, New You, Purging, Joy, Merry Kendo, and all that fun new feng shui stuff. It's the Integrate in this podcast with Jason and Jolene. Guess which one I am. Uh, solid entrance there. <laughs> Thank you. And I don't plan these. As soon as like the record button hits, I just kind of rattle off what's ever passing through my head at that time. It's good. I like it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so we kind of teased last week's this week. No, this week's last week. And it was an impromptu decision. Um, because Jolene was talking about something that was actually we're just gonna fit it in at the end of the episode about people in your life, etc. Um, and then it was like, no, that's a whole episode right there. Cause people make up the bulk, I think, of your time and uh, your your emotional and sometimes even physical space, right? And so, and when we're kids, we're all about friends and socializing and learning how to meet people and learning how to navigate socially and which people are jerks, and which people aren't times. And the younger you are, the more important a bigger group of social group is. And then as you get older, at least I've found, that giant circle whittles down to a core group of people that you feel are kind of like-minded enough or not, but they're worth your time. They bring value and joy to your life. And so we're going to talk about how that works and how maybe if you're struggling with your social circle, how maybe we can kind of help you navigate that a bit, which might be a lofty goal off the top of the half hour here to bring up. Yeah. Okay. Jolene's looks very thoughtful. I am. Oh, Look at that. I'm like, rah, wheels are turning, guys. Okay, grab a pen and paper. Stop. Pause. You don't even have to pause. We'll give you the pause. Grab a pen and paper. I want you guys jotting things down as we talk. Okay. Um, so you got your paper, pencil. Are you guys pens or pencil people? I'm such a pen person. The pencil I'm a is... pen person myself. Too. I used to be pencil, but I like the pen. Black pen, black ink pen. I am, I'm pretty particular about my stationery. I like a nice, like, you know, solid ballpoint. I don't like a thin one. I like to have stacked paper underneath, not just one. I don't like it too hard, like a little saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be thicker, the better, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Got your pen and paper. Okay. Or pencil if you're a weirdo. So <laughs> I want you to make two columns, two columns down the page. Okay. Which... I want you to see, we're going to inventory relationships in our lives and relationships, meaning people we interact with. Okay. Which ones do we have um, choice over and which ones do we not necessarily have choice over? Okay. And I get that. Yes, we have choice throughout most aspects of our lives, but some we may not. Okay. And especially children, like when you say as children, we're this, that so many of our interactions are dependent on who our parents want us to hang out with, who they're hanging out with, all these kinds of things, right? Where um, you live back- even. Yeah, totally. Go back to our school episode and and think about that, right? Like what you and I kind of went through socially with friends and things like that. So which ones do you have choice over and which ones do you not? So some examples of ones you have choice over are people um, you're choosing to be friends with, okay? People you are choosing to um, maybe have romantic relationships with. Okay. And those of you who are in partnerships and you're like, well, I don't know, did I choose my partner? You're like, fuck yeah, you did. And you might feel stuck, but it was a choice. (laughs) (laughs) You may. And if it doesn't feel like a choice now put them in the, I don't feel like I have a choice column because that's going to highlight some things too, because this is about making intentional shifts in your life that are going to open a bit of that freeway for you to be cruising down the highway of greatness here. Um, So essentially look at the ones we don't really have a lot of control over. So sometimes that might be work colleagues, right? It might be 
family members, right? So some of them, yes, we have choice and sometimes we don't have choice, right? Because the biggest thing about why it's important of whether we have choice or not, that's going to, that's going to depend on how much resentment you hold from how much you need to invest in that relationship and things like that. Typically we'll have higher resentment for um, the relationships that we feel forced to maintain or have to maintain out of choice, right? Workplace ones are huge here, right? Sometimes we have to work with these people, whether we like it or not. And it's about what we do to navigate that. Okay. So I want you just to jot down some of your big key ones. Okay. And I want you to look at some of the social and like acquaintance interactions that you have and which ones, you know, you might even put them in a middle, in the middle, like kind of uh, straddling both columns because maybe they were choices at one point and they feel more like obligations now. Lots of our long-term friendships or friendships that we had for really intense periods of time that maybe have now changed in their frequency, in their consistency or like um, depth, right? So I've had really close connections with people for periods of time and stages in my life. And then they separate again, because we kind of if you guys could see my hands, I'm going like in and out with my hands, my two hands, because we come together with people for shared experiences. And when we're in similar places in our lives, and then sometimes we grow apart, and we just kind of journey differently. That doesn't always mean that something has happened to create that change and divide. But it's what we do with that. So I can think of some of my friendships that I like, Put down and pick up depending on those ebbs and flows and we are just like we never skip a beat and it's fucking amazing I love it and then I see friendships that have done that come together go apart but they don't feel that same way there's this obligation of like is there this underlying did something go wrong what does that person think um, that person's extra sensitive or whatever that be. Um, and it's not this underlying sense of secure connection. There is something there that feels, again, forced or out of alignment, out of flow. And it's like, we don't want to stop it and say something went wrong because nothing really went wrong, but nobody's investing in it anymore. And it's just kind of sitting there as this like unfinished thing, which is also okay. But sometimes you just need to mentally seal that up right if you leave it open it's like always kind of lingering and festering and kind of calling your name a little bit or like maybe you'll send a text once every three months and like pretend everything's all good right um and it's not that things have gone bad it's just recognize you're just in different different activities different lands of your life right now right but it doesn't always mean both parties feel that way right you know it's funny because i've had like i've had a lot of friendships. Most of the one people that I hang out with now are people that I pretty much grew up with. Right. Um, and there's been, there's one, like one friend in particular who we were really tight for a long time. And then we kind of went apart. Like you're saying things just happened and then we didn't see much of each other. Then it kind of comes back. Um, and there's a period, even like, you know, about seven years ago, where we didn't associate much like once in a while. And it felt like work and all that kind of stuff. But in the last two years, it's been almost back to like when we were kids again, in terms of that, that frequency of hang out, that, that closeness, that types so things, there is an ebb and flow to things. And sometimes just because you're not vibing with someone, this is what my mom said, even about my dad, like they were married 33 years. And sometimes over that time, things were great. And other times they weren't. And as long as you were willing just to ride out the times that weren't so great, you get back to the times that were great. You got to give it, you got to, if you're invested, that's what you do. So I think every relationship kind of works that same way, but there are people sometimes where I think you realize I, I, why you, you question, why have I been friends with this person? Or why have I been associating with this person for 30 years? And I don't really have anything in common. I don't like them. And every time we get together, it's a fight or we're just so 
on different wavelengths. I think that's where you really got to pause and, and kind of think about why. Yeah. And people feel that resistance prior to coming together because they know it's not the same anymore. They know that they're not feeling it and it becomes an obligation. It becomes an obligation that then kind of turns to like this bumbling resentment, right? Um, and sometimes wouldn't it be beautiful if we could have that mature conversation of like, hey, I noticed things have changed here. And I don't think that anything wrong happened, but like, you know what, let's just kind of leave things the way they are so that they don't feel unfinished. But we both know like for right now, let's just put it down. Let's put it down and be cool with that. You know, it's when it's not put down or there's no mutual understanding or there's this like assumed did something go wrong because we're not speaking as frequently. Or sometimes what happens is one of the people might like turn and start focusing their time on, on others, right? And the situations I'm thinking about here, and I support a lot of my clients through this, I've experienced this in my life as well, because I have people very, um, like people, people like to come into my, like into my life, they enjoy uh, my company sometimes. And, and I get all excited about that too, as well. But like, I, I know in my younger years, I would have, um, you know, I build like really strong connections with people. And sometimes, you know, we can build really codependent friendships. So I, you know, you as well, Jason, we had to learn to become friends with various different people because, you know, we were bullied or shifted classrooms or schools and things like that. Right. So for me, I learn how to connect with people. I connect with people well, and they can often feel, you know, that, that solid friendship. Um, <laughs> I'm getting distracted because one of my young children has walked into the, to the room here. So, um, but the other thing is, is that some people, and I support a lot of clients through this, where they actually have super codependent bestie uh, relationships that then really kind of come to a head when one of the individuals has gotten a partner, like a romantic partner, and that bestie feels like they are pushed out. And it's really interesting to see how much attachment is in that connection, how much possessiveness. Usually there's a big power imbalance in terms of who is dominating that friendship as well, right? Um, and I know I've been on both ends of this in a friendship, right? I've been that person, but I've also had that happen to me too, right? And again, this is just part of us learning to navigate connections and friendships and relationship with people. And it's no different, you know, friendship attachments are no different than romantic attachments because we're letting people into our lives in a really intimate way. We are being vulnerable and very authentic, ideally, hopefully with others, but we're scared they're going to reject us. We're scared they're going to abandon us. So we might be people pleasing. We might be going above and beyond. You know, I referenced before, I was like, I would pay for my friend's booze and drive them around just so I'd be playing out in high school. Sometimes I was like, come on, let's go. It'll be fun. Right. Like, <laughs> and I've been there too, many, many, many times. I think it's important to realize, and it's hard to do, um, it's like what we've said in one episode, I, I might've thrown it out there. The most important word to learn in the English language is no. Yeah. Right. And I think, cause I've had, I've been that person that's been the one supporting other, other friends in terms of financial ventures or going places or weekend camping trips and ending up paying for all of it. And I kind of realized a pattern with one friend is that every we'd plan this trip and every time at the last minute, the night before, or even the day of that person would suddenly not have the money to pay for their share of the trip. And it's like, go alone or cover for them. And it's almost like this friend decided I can get away with this all the time. And it was something I realized kind of far too late in the friendship. And it did build up its own sense of resentment later on. And so once I stopped doing that, it created sometimes even more problems. 
Yeah. And it's also the intention behind it too, right? Like sometimes, you know, I've supported people who were like, oh, this friend will like do this stuff. But then later they're like, well, I did this for you. And right. It's like buying people's love and things like that. Right. But then there's also friendships that like truly thrive with that kind of generosity and that reciprocity. And it's like, you know what, your pocket's empty right now, but mine's not. Let's do this together. And that was always kind of a little bit of like the vibe that I had, because it was like, we could all be enjoying our ourselves right now right like there's no reason why we can't kind of thing right and like things are funner with you so how do we make it you know how can you join along right um and it's around like the participation of the other person and how they're doing that and and again this this happens in like various different ways like ask yourself where do i extend myself you know um where is it that like people are drawn to me what is it that they um you know enjoy about me you know something i noticed when i had my twins was that a lot of the friendships, um, I just couldn't maintain the same way anymore because I was so maxed out, um, just time and responsibility wise and stuff that I was like, whoa, like things dwindled really fast in some areas. Cause I was not able to input, which also was really refreshing for me. And I think many people through COVID we saw where efforts were being placed and how, mutual maybe a connection was and where it wasn't mutual it gave people some space and distance to decide if they wanted to reinvest in that it was it was amazing that's covid made a huge difference in terms of for me realizing who was important and who wasn't right mm -hmm. and I, there's one friendship that ended at the tail end of it partly because of this person's reaction to covid and how they treated it and they thought it was bullshit and a friend of mutual friend of ours mom had died from covid and he's making comments online about, you know, oh, Bonnie Henry this, and they, she's got to re release these restrictions because I want to go on my camping trip this summer and blah, blah, blah. And at that point, you kind of just go like, well, you know what? That's not the mindset of someone that cares, especially when our mutual friend's mom died from COVID, right? Like you learn pretty hard. So that ended. And it was one of the easiest decisions to make in my entire life, even though I'd known the person 20 years. Yeah. So that's actually a really great, great point too, is like when we look at how we're kind of like inventory and again look at these two columns right start circling some like which ones you know maybe get a color highlighter which ones are like definite go-to's like these are solid people in my life these are my maybes and then these are my like I need to make some decisions about them okay so maybe color coat them or circle them or put shapes around them or something because I really want you to start looking at this as almost like just a bit of an equation a bit of a do these pants fit me anymore kind of thing right because again who we surround ourselves with, I think it's like they say the 10 people you surround yourself with the most is kind of who you are, right? Um, and so I, I remember seeing this grid and it was like, do you want to be the best out of these 10 people? So it was like, this person's the tallest and these other 10 are below them. Or do you want to be that height around like nine other people that are like way, way taller in, in other words, like more advanced in their lives. Right. So like always set yourself up to be with people who are beyond you. So you're learning from somebody because if you're the teacher and the mentor in your group, you're not going to grow the same way. Right. So that's why we're inventory. That's why we're looking at like, how many people do I inspire and mentor, which I think is a beautiful, thing right to kind of be of service and and to be able to have that but like how many people are that for me who am I below who am I striving to um kind of be like who am I learning from who expands me who grows me who can pull me in a certain direction as well momentum wise right so we want to inventory some of those things we also want to look at who is socially draining us energetically draining us social media wise right so are there people that like to just follow your life because they like to know what the fuck's going on right 
And how many people do you really need knowing all these details about you, right? We might decide to filter some of your stuff, like, um, you know, filter your profile so that only a certain amount of people get this information. And then the general public maybe gets this or, you know, set your privacy settings. So not just anybody can just go creep in your front window, which is essentially what like creeping your social media profile is. You might decide to thin that, you know, just last night, actually, it was funny. I, I liked um, some high school friends, uh, a photo. And then all of a sudden I got a friend request from the one girl and I was like, well, that's, that's weird. Like we've been friends for years. Right. And then I was like, oh shit, I wonder if she thought I deleted her or something. That's weird. And I just kind of sat on that for a bit. And I was like, maybe Facebook's like screwing around. Cause I hate that when that happens. And I'm like, I hope that person didn't think I deleted them. Right. Cause I have had some like disappear. Well, now maybe I realize they've deleted me. Right. So anyway, <laughs> like, literally Five minutes later, the girl messages. She's like, I'm so sorry. I removed you from my friends list. I went through a ton of shit like last six months and it was really intense. And I deleted a ton of people off my list, but things are all good now. And I was like, you don't need to apologize for that at all. I said, I actually didn't know we weren't friends till you added me again. Like I didn't even notice, but I'm glad things are going well. And I was also like, kudos to you for thinning out your life at that time when you needed it. And I think that's beautiful, right? Like I didn't take it personally that we weren't friends. I actually, I had the opposite response. I was like, I hope she didn't think I deleted her, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, the- I did that myself uh, after the job switch. I needed to take a month where I'm not even posting anything or being online much just to get away because the, the previous work was so social media heavy, online heavy, YouTube heavy. You need a break because it just bleeds you dry. Totally. Um, <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about is as we talk about thinning people from our lives, people will feel when we energetically disconnect from them. They feel when we turn away from the connection, right? We can feel this romantically. We can feel this in friendships when people just aren't engaged the same way anymore. And sometimes it's okay. Like, I think it's great just to check in, right? And just to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm just kind of taking some time to myself, especially if I have some friends that I know are a little bit more um, just like anxiously attached in a sense. I will just let them know, like, shit's just real quiet for me right now. Like, I'm not really responding to anybody. I love you big. And like, you know, I'll reach out when I can here, right? So I have a couple friends that I'll do that with. And then other ones, some kind of don't notice at all. But <laughs> as we're talking, <laughs> thinning people from our lives. I like, I want to move my computer down because I have this furry dog that has now come into my office. I have a child lying on the floor right now. You're going to have your entire family in there with you very soon, Jolene. Right? Yeah. Don't. And my son's still upstairs, but they're like, don't forget about me. Don't cut me out. I am not on the list. What list am I on? Right. They're all like <laughs> happening. She's thinning people from her life. And I, I shit you not. This is <laughs> even my dog's like trying to shake, shake a paw. This is, this is what will happen. Right. And people might sneak back in. And sometimes we get these little tests in our life around like, um, oh, hey, knock, knock, you know, or someone starts liking your stuff again. Like this happens a lot romantically, right? People will be like, you were right. My ex messaged me or like, I got that text message I said, and you didn't respond to that shit, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me you did not. (laughs) Or whatever, right? But yeah, recognize like these are all things because we when we're engaged with connections with people, there's so many shared experiences, there's memories. And again, when it's, when it's hard for us to let go of things, things like clearing out your house last week, imagine how hard it is to let go of memories and connections and the what ifs we often grieve the what ifs, like what we thought things would be or who we thought somebody was. Cause we often 
fall in love or befriend potential. We really see the best in other people and we see who we want to see, right? And sometimes in some friendships, people get blindsided quite a bit by that, right? Or like even collegial friendships. Like I I had so many lovely colleague friendships that the friendship didn't end, but because the frequency changed when I left that government job, I just didn't see people as much. These were people I saw every single day. I didn't even see my own friends every single day or week or month, right? So the frequency of people created that friendship essentially, right? Oh, for sure. And I had that at work BC actually. I made so and one of them is still one of my really best friends, but so many of them just disappeared once I left that field, right? Or in somebody, it was so such a transient job for people, anyways, as it was like a stepping stone to other social worky jobs, basically. Totally. So those are friendships that maybe aren't your choice initially, but then become your choice because of frequency, because of you being there and you have a shared interest in this and that. But do you choose to maintain them once you're done the job? And sometimes that's what we do with some of those ones that aren't necessarily choice. Neighbors might be the same thing. When we live in the same neighborhood, we might associate because of location and convenience of that connection, right? And then when the neighbors move, there's like, it's hard. I mean, this happened with my neighbors a couple of years ago and they're on the island now. And, you know, we would FaceTime initially, but it wasn't the same as just like popping your head over the fence, which I could easily do when my kids were out playing. I didn't have to chisel aside extra time for it. Right. But now that they're like over on Vancouver Island, I'm like, I can't, I don't even know when I'm going to see you again. It's been a couple of years. Right. And we keep in touch at a distance and the quality of that friendship, like I still value them the exact same way, but we don't have as much quantity and frequency, you know, um, as we did when they were, um, when they were right next door. Right. I think that that speaks to how good of a bond was built that you're still even, there's even an effort still being made. Right. Cause how many people, but you've lived next door with and you talk to them and then they move away. And it's like, well, fuck, well, I don't care. <laughs> you know. Social media has made that really easy, right? Really yeah. easy. You guys can hear my dog growling in the back. That's yes. that is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she often has a lot to say to me, and I'm just going to go try and close her outside the door here. Carry on, Not Jason. a problem. <laughs> so I think we've covered off a pretty good amount of stuff when it comes to dealing with people and Jolene's dog. Um <laughs> So please Ooh, look at your list. Look at your list that we told you to put together. And even message us your thoughts on some of the what you've come up with in your list. Does it make sense to you? Does any of this even help when it determines how you want to spend time with people? Which people you want to spend time with? Or even when keeping an eye open for new people that you're meeting. Will this help change your perspective on the people you meet going forward? So let us know that in our socials on our Instagram. Totally. Some things I did through, um, you know, aligning with my intentions over the last couple of years is I rebuilt um, friendships with old, old people I hadn't seen in a long time that I was like, oh, we knew to collide 20 years prior because look at where we are now. But a lot of online connections actually, um, just because they were kind of all over the world, but they were entrepreneurs like me, they were invested in the same kind of work as me. They were in, they were kind of vibing at the same level I was, right? So it was really beautiful to create new connections like that, that may never be physical friendships, but man, what we offer each other in like by distance and support and encouragement and inspiration that way has been like invaluable more than some of my physical relationships offered me during that time of my life. Right. Because it is about who is aligned with you. Like I, I have really good, like best friends, but they are not navigating some of the same planes in life that I am. 
And therefore we don't have as much um, benefit that way to each other. We have benefits in other ways to each other, right? So yeah. what, what do you need the connection for? Where do you thrive? What does it offer you? What do you offer it, right? Because I've got the friend that I can cry with. And then I've got a different friend that I like to just go have fun with. And then I have another friend that we send memes with each other. And that's our way of connecting. We have all different friendships, right? So again, they all serve a different purpose. And some are for a reason and some are for a season and some are for a lifetime, right? Oh, yeah. No, I I, I had a friend that I met when I was on a trip to the UK back in 1995. And that's something that she sort of said, like you meet some people and they stick around for for a minute, for an hour for a week, month, year, the rest of your life, but each one of them comes into your life for a purpose. Absolutely. We all do. It's really beautiful, actually. Even so the assholes. Pardon me? <laughs> Even the assholes, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you learn something from them, too, if not about people, about how to deal with assholes or about yourself. Right? I like, one sometimes for sure. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode because Jolene's world is being taken over by her children. I it was funny when I said even assholes, my daughter is actually throwing a giant yoga ball at me as we speak. <laughs> Take from that what you will, audience. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more into greatness. Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Talk soon. Mm-hmm.